denvercrush.com We are your hosts, Mark Hadamia, and I am Chris Seaton. All right, we got a very special edition. We are live in the great city of San Diego, a whale's vagina, as they call it. What? <laughs> Have you never seen Anchorman, sir? No. <gasps> wow. Wow. <laughs> Hold on a second. You have not stayed classy long. No, you no, you definitely not stay classy. Get out. Yeah. Well, but and, we digress. But we digress. Yes. So Mark catchphrase. Here Mark did did not get that joke. So uh, <laughs> we were in San Diego for something very special. We have two gentlemen with us. They were uh, putting this uh, nice little party on. Sirs, please introduce yourselves. Hi, Edward Holland here of Monster Attack Team, founder, editor, and purveyor uh, of all things tokusatsu and Japanese pop culture related. My name's Arian. I was the editor for this issue, and I'm just a guy just like you. <laughs> so tonight was the uh, release party for issue 12. 12, thank you. So it, we are recording this late once again. I just have to preface it that. So we we start speaking in tongues. You'll know why. It's for sleep uh, deprivation. One fourteen a.m. One fourteen a.m. Yes. After <laughs> so a it, after a meal of lucha libre tacos. <laughs> yes. So we're all carbo loaded too. <laughs> so monster tech team twelve. Give give us the backstory. Give us the whole. Well, it's five fourteen right now in Tokyo. So uh, <laughs> I'll be getting ready to hit the train station. But, uh, actually, it's uh, quite early here in, in San Diego, and we're we're happy to put another issue out. We're mm-hmm. happy that a lot of our friends, including Kaiju Kingdom Podcast and Mark and Adrian and others, came to support it, and it was a good turnout. At IDW Publishing, the San Diego Comic Art Gallery. Uh, Good friends of ours, and obviously, you know, a company that supports kaiju culture for quite a while. Ed, for those who aren't familiar with Monster Attack Team, give us a brief history of how you started. That's a good question. Um, started in 1991 when we were approached, Joe Riley and I, who had an idea of doing a fan club together about Japanese superheroes and monsters, and a gentleman named um, Larry King who was a television producer, not the Larry King from CNN, <laughs> came to us at uh, a fantasy fair convention in Dallas, which ended up becoming a big conglomerate before all these cons exploded, and asked us to put together our little club for a cable access program. The cable access program became a fan club. We had fanzines. We had contributors from around the world. We had contributors uh, that ended up working for other publications like G-Fan and Dennis Monsters and so forth. Uh, and then it just kind of exploded. People started calling and uh, dropping mail uh, from around the world. And then it actually kind of caught on in, in Japan. And so the show actually ended up showing clips of um, the first and only program that ever showed clips from Godzilla vs. King Ghidra, the very... Back in the Controversial yeah. scene that wasn't even shown on CNN. They talked about mm-hmm. it on CNN. I remember that. And then, you know, it just kind of went from there. And eventually, uh, it was resurrected. And when it was resurrected, uh, we ended up getting um, published through Famous Monsters. And then I went on a hiatus. And uh, we did another issue from Japan. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, current editor, Ari Hinosa. Decided to resurrect it again, so this is like the fourth resurrection, <laughs> not on my accord, mm-hmm. and uh, has a variety of stuff, a variety of creations and contributions, including an, an article on Atragantu from Mark Caramillo, kind of historian, as everyone knows. Uh, Mark, according to Mark, has been a fan of uh, famous monsters and monster attacks, believe it or not, since our inception. Uh, I hear that from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I have every issue, or I have these <laughs> issues. So when it comes out, it's kind of a, it's kind of an event, it's mm-hmm. kind of a deal. Uh, now we have a Facebook page and all that, and there's 
14,200-something fans watching and posting and speaking in different languages that have to be translated, whether it's Portuguese or Filipino or uh, Tagalog, uh, Spanish, Portuguese, Japanese. And proof in the pudding tonight, there mm-hmm. was a variety of females that came, but I don't know who they were. <laughs> they were very excited. They're like, wait, ladies at this show, what's going on? They were very excited to come yeah. and, and see. A, they thought a band was going to be showing up <laughs> at the show. They thought Kato Kutai, the Tokusatsu Respect Band, Subaraya, was going to be there. But no, we just listened and played their, their latest It's just a jam party. Release. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ultraman Rocks, mm. which just came out. So. And then last year we did an event. Mark was there as well. And just recently we invited um, Shinji Gucci and Keiichi Sakurai mm-hmm. from Shingojira to Dallas. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yeah, that's actually the last time we recorded. Mark was getting ready to take off to uh, the Lone Star State. Yeah. How did, we didn't even get it. How, how did that go, go, you guys? I think it went really well. Uh, I think the timing and the, the date was a little bit off because mm-hmm. of you know the schedule for the holiday Memorial Day weekend but um, let's just put it this way just like tonight mm-hmm. the event that we held there's mm-hmm. things that we did and said that won't be seen elsewhere mm-hmm. the things that Higuchi-san and Sakurai-san brought mm-hmm. and spoke about Shin Godzilla mm-hmm. Attack on Titan and their connections to special effects directors including Tsuburaya Eiji Tsuburaya was amazing people just had their mouths open <laughs> at the thing and were like Please, mm. multiple states, countries, people mm. came just for that. So, you know, the fact that you guys came from LA mm. is, is a true, you know, nod and thank we thank you very much for coming to support the release of this issue because uh, it'll come out every week. <laughs> yeah. and I've always said any reason to come to San Diego is a good reason too. <laughs> Love this town. So, uh, that, that being said, can you give us a little insight to what? Uh, to what this issue contains. Now you gave you gave a little hint of it with uh, Mark. Uh, uh, you know, when you did like a full uh, write up on Atrocon too, right? Yeah. So what what else? What other juicy nuggets? Well, uh, boy, we don't have one with this right here. Uh, we have, I think, one of the only uh, articles about Triple Fighter in English uh, ever. Mm-hmm. His magazine. For those who don't know, Triple, Triple Fighter. Fighter is a, to- is a tokusatsu show from the 70s. Uh, it's about three henshin heroes who transform into one uh, human-sized henshin hero named Triple Fighter. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much, Mark. And it's written uh, by Kevin Graves, who's who been with us since the beginning. He he did the first cover of Monster Attack Team. Second. First, second, sorry. First covers uh, by Joe Riley, God rest his soul. And then we have uh, Kato Kutai Rocks the World by Edward Holland. He took mm-hmm. the images and uh, he wrote the article. Uh, following that, we have uh, Deco Trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with Deco Trucks, they Deco are. Deco Tora is like um, the, the version of the CB craze that we had in America. Oh, okay. But it went a little bit further. So much to the fact that there actually is a, is a, a CB craze, Deco Tora, scene in the movie House by uh, Nobuhiko Oyashi during a traffic jam while they're trying to get mm. to the country. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a gem of a film if you've never seen it. And so wacky criterion to put it out. So, yes. Yeah. And it's done two since then it's, uh, prior and, and since then it's done two circulation uh, mm-hmm. festival runs mm-hmm. coming through San Diego both times. And, and we interviewed him but it wasn't in this issue but we interviewed Nobuhiko Oyashi for in New York at a mm-hmm. recent event so who knows, it might come up in the next issue. Oh, nice. And also contribute Oyashi stuff to Steve Rifle's book concerning... Is that the one coming out? Yeah, so okay. we provided some stuff specifically for Steve's book from my interviews that I had uh, with Oyashi in New York City. Oh, nice. I think the, uh, the heart of this issue is mm-hmm. Mark's uh, Astrogon 2 article. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found out about Mark doing Kaiju Gaiden, I knew I had to meet him and <laughs> pick his brain and look at this magical iPad of, of his. Mm. And uh, He's like Felix the Cat. I, I'd say he's more like Doraemon. 
That's more, much more apt for this. Yes. I thought it was more like, I'm sorry. Uh, a little bit of history on that article. Um, if you if you if you're listening to this, you've seen Atragon, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a chance you haven't seen Atragon two or don't know about Atragon two. Um, I was lucky enough to visit Mark, and he got to show me Atragon two in its entirety, and I was my floor, my, my <laughs> jaw was to the floor. I was like, what? Who? Why is Darth Vader in this? <laughs> uh, and you'll learn about that into uh, in this article and. Uh, all these these images were done by Masiko Kato, who Kato Productions. Very graciously uh, provided some of these images, all of these images. All the images um, were, were personally handed to me by him. I we tried to put as many uh, Manda pictures as we could, mm-hmm. but uh, we we wanted to show. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's the thing with that film. It's like it's much more than just the Manda taxi. There's a lot of craziness going on. Incredible there. miniature work. Mm-hmm. Also, there were about five. Four or five models of the Gotengo mm-hmm. that they utilized. Some of them were motorized, other ones did uh, various features. Uh, when I was in Japan two years ago, when I met Mr. Kato and mm-hmm. interviewed him for the documentary, mm-hmm. he brought one of the models and it was amazing to see not only the, the Gotengo, which is probably about three and a half feet long, almost four feet long. Uh, he brought the head of Manda, which oh. was still intact. Oh, nice. Because uh, Mr. Kato, he's uh, he's a dentist, and mm-hmm. he owns a very successful dental practice. Mm-hmm. So Kato Productions, they're very prolific. In addition to Atragon 2, Soku Kaite Kumakan, they also made Matango 2 mm-hmm. trailer. They did, uh, I will mention it, mm-hmm. but we're not putting it, uh, Hukatsu with uh, Resurrection of Daimajin, mm-hmm. and also the parody film Rabbit Man vs. Godzilla. Which that's deep. That, that, is, that goes completely meta on its own head. So <laughs> a, a, a parody yeah, of Wolfman vs. Godzilla. Yeah, something that ever, really wasn't ever properly released either. So Yeah, so, but um, <laughs> just just quick background since, you know, we're touching on the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, for I'm sure most people, you know, don't know about this film because I certainly didn't. Um, and really, even in on Japanese websites and Japanese blogs, not much is written about this film. This mm-hmm. film is almost completely, among English-speaking fans, completely unknown. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it. Back in 2013 when I brought uh, Shizu Nakajima to screen Wolfman vs. Godzilla at G-Fest, uh, one morning, me, Tetsushi Oda from Anime Jungle, and uh, Mr. Nakajima and my brother were having breakfast in uh, G-Fest down in the restaurant. And we were talking about, you know, I was asking about his other earlier films and what else he had worked on. And I had I have some images I've collected over the years of old 8mm Tokusatsu film festivals that happened like around 1978, 79, 80. And I was asking about the other films, if he knew any of the other filmmakers still. Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple of films I'm still on the lookout for. I found some, like Ultra Q episode 29. But uh, one I'm looking for still is uh, Godzilla vs. Space Metal Monster Xenon, <laughs> <laughs> which I have a photograph of. But uh, so like a video game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but we were talking about that, and then he broke out with, "Have you seen Atragon 2?" And I thought, "Atragon 2? What the heck? What is that?" Mm. He said. A friend of mine made it. He said he made another film, Daikaiju Zeron. I told him that one I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Zeron's a kind of flying monster, kind of a cross between Rodan and Gauss. Mm-hmm. And that was made around 1978. Um, the Kato Productions, they made that one, some earlier ones like Space Girl Mew. Uh, but in 1983, Zoku Kaite Gunkan, 2, was made by Kato Productions. It was a once again. It was a feature-length film. It's 90 minutes in length. Uh, the film begins during the final moments of Mu in the original film, mm-hmm. and uh, shows some of the submarines, Mu submarines, escaping during mm-hmm. the cataclysm. 20 years later, they've regrouped and they're out for revenge. So uh, that's where the movie picks up. I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe that there had been an independent sequel to this. Mm-hmm. And then he had sent me some photos, and I was intrigued. And then he put me in touch with Mr. Kato, and then, you know, I 
the, the idea for the documentary and went to Japan and got to meet Mr. Kato in person. And he gave me discs of all of his films. And this one was just amazing. I mean, the miniature work, you, you could tell they spent some time on this. And due to his position as a, having, being the head of a successful dental prop practice, mm-hmm. they actually had the money to spend on these films, <laughs> unlike a lot of the independent films well, that I've tried to scrap together. Yeah, I mean, you know, they do they their hearts in it. They do they do their best on a limited budget. Mm-hmm. Kato Productions had resources, okay. and it shows in this movie. Dennis did very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, when Arian came to my house um, and I showed it to him, he still remembered it and. Uh, he talked about it for, for months. Yeah. Shut up about it. Yeah, Ed and him had uh, approached me a few months ago and asked if I would write an article for an upcoming issue of Monster Attack Team, and this is the result. I gotta I gotta say that if we never find Bigfoot <laughs> or Loch Ness Monster, I'm really glad we found Wolfman versus Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, this issue was was uh, about two years in the making. Um, this issue got started about a year ago uh, during Comic Con. I I had uh, Mike fully greenlit. Fully greenlit. The way it got greenlit, greenlit was uh, I think the night after the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Mm-hmm. I brought I, I invited Mike and, and, and Ed to go out. Mike Keller. Mike the, Keller, the past editor of the last issue. And I. I got him so wasted. <laughs> he finally said yes. I, I, I had a sweet talk him. So, Mike, how's it going? Uh, and Mike will be listening to this. Oh, Mike, you're sweet. Uh, I told him. I told him, and, and I truly believe that issue 11 is the greatest uh, Tokusatsu magazine in English. And if we're going to do a 12, we have to go. You know, we have to go. We have to do. You know. You can't be alien, aliens, mm-hmm. so you have to do Alien 3. It's, it's, it's an apt analogy. <laughs> I'm not saying... You can't, you, know, go, you can't go full warps. you got to go... you got to change the gotta, tone. you got to change the tone. Yeah. I mean, we didn't kill... We didn't kill hip, uh, hips. We yeah. didn't kill Hicks, and we didn't kill Bishop, but we mm-hmm. didn't kill... Everybody's still a part of this team, but we went a different route, and... Uh, so this is the Neil Blomkamp alien that was never filmed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say this is like the Matongo too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very similar in tone to Aliens. That's that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm very proud of this issue. Um, there was there was a lot of uh, sweat and tears and table flips. Just mm. kidding. Uh, and and. Uh, Edward has been very uh, helpful, and he's been very, uh, you know, he's he's been a, uh, one of the best mentors I've had uh, when it comes to these kind of things. And I cannot thank him enough for the support that we've had on this issue. Uh, I wanted to include, I wanted to open the door to a lot of people on this issue. Uh, it's you know it's 2017. When was the last time we had a female writer? When was the last time that we had, uh, you know, uh, so, somebody who, who uh, I, I want to say an outsider, mm-hmm. uh, do the cover? And I reached out to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of everybody was hand selected to contribute to this issue, like Mark, who I trust very much, and they all should do like everybody who who contributed contributed gold. Uh, out of the 130 <laughs> submissions we got, mm-hmm. we, we've narrowed it down to uh, nine or ten, and I'm very, very happy with it. And it's, a, it's a hell of a selection right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so real quick, yeah. so the people at home are listening. Where can they get this? Oh, that's an editor question. Right now, it's just limited, so um, you know, the option is to maybe open it up mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it's just kind of a we pushed this quick at the last moment to, to make this happen with the IDW mm. party release, but there's uh, always in the game or a plan for a future different edition. Okay. Uh, so this is like the say this is the first edition. And there's plans for maybe a second second. Yes, printing. possibly. Um, okay. Let's put it this way. Um, 
the last year's Comic Con, I don't know what's going to happen with this year's Comic Con, but I stopped by the uh, Diamond Publishing and just said, just checking in and see how you guys are doing. And right off the bat, they said, yeah, we were just talking about you guys a couple weeks ago. So that is a good sign that Diamond actually is talking about us, and we don't even have an issue out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so, yeah, that's I mean, the, that's the, that's the man to get in, man. man it's that, a, that it's a strange deal, you know? It's like they wanted us, and it happens, happens a lot to the people who go submit their comics or their books to Diamond, mm-hmm. and then they sack you, you know? Yeah. So they sacked us, mm-hmm. and then later they came back and said, well, we want you back. So <laughs> we're on to other things, and then that led to... Mm-hmm. Uh, being published by Famous Monsters, and then we self-published issue 11, and we self-published issue 12. But from what I understand, people already won. So, you know, it's it's a select market, but it's also, you know, a very robust market. You know, when, when we promoted our issue in Japan, mm-hmm. people who don't even read English were buying it. Uh, you know, it's like I hear a lot of people don't speak Japanese. They're still buying the magazines, right? That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And there's no, there's no other magazine out there like it. Mm-hmm. And there never will be. It wasn't the plan to be like the only one, but yeah. I mean, when we started, G Fan began later. Yeah. Ultra Fan began later. Kaiju Review began later. Or you know, Cinema up there game. Sentai came out. Mm-hmm. And then again, like Mark, Mark, Mark Light yeah. was on the downslide, mm-hmm. reducing their imprint or their footprint, and we're still around. And everybody else is gone with GFA. I'm going strong, man. I think uh, the best way to get it just messages directly through Facebook. Probably, yeah. I'd and that's that's way. probably the easiest way. You guys taking them to GFest? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, there's a couple of us, you know. Um, so who knows? Maybe in the second edition there might be something special. I mean, we have a lot of alliances and associations mm-hmm. with a lot of different people who work with a lot of the different studios, and that's been formed and founded since the inception of our fanzine and our magazine. So like, you know, people always ask me, and, and if you heard this in an interview before, I apologize, but people always say, "How did you show clips of you know movies and television shows?" And, Films and music videos without ever getting sued or in trouble. So, well, we made copies of the show and we sent it directly to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, these people work for TV Guide in Japan and mm-hmm. other things, and, and they, they kind of created a buzz. You know? And so, I don't know if you, if you guys are out there and you, you want to check our Facebook page, please do. Well, throw, please. Throw, out, throw out the URL for it. Well, yeah. just. You can just search Monster Attack Team. It'll probably be the first thing that comes up. It'll probably, <laughs> it'll probably come up before anything related to mm. Super Iowa, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, the, at least half of our fans are from other parts of the world. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a, it was an awesome release party. Thank you. Thank you for so, coming. Uh, we had uh, the, if, you've, uh, if you are in the San Diego area, do check out the, uh, the San Diego Comic Art Gallery. Art Gallery. It's run by IDW. In fact, it's right next to IDW's main office. Yes. So uh, they got a ton of cool crap in there, including a nice little mock-up of Kevin Eastman's like office. It, it literally looks like it was like like in one of those roped-off like if you go to like you know, it's like hey let's go to John F. Kennedy's house. It's like <laughs> this is where we played as a kid. We kind of tried to put in as much. Of, it's just like yeah, let's lay out everything Eastman ever touched right here. On this, uh, on in this nice little room, but it's also an operational gallery too. I mean, tonight was Monster, the, the Matt release party. Tomorrow it's all about Wonder Woman. It's all about Wonder Woman. Yeah. But just for the record, I mean, that that office of Kevin Eastman's, he actually mm-hmm. works in it. Oh, does he? So depending on if you're there, mm-hmm. sometimes he'll come out. And he came out the other day when I was there, and the TJ, the comic art gallery <laughs> manager, mm-hmm. had to put some boxes or something to send something out. So um, it's like finding the groundhog. Well, it's cool. I mean, like, you know, there's Marvel, there's DC, there's, you know, mm-hmm. Image Comics, there's First Comics, and, and there's, there's IDW. There's IDW. IDW, IDW is I've an upper tier. I've been, been hunting, like, I've been pounding their horn for the last, like, five years now. Not just yes. because they've been doing Godzilla, but because they put out quality stuff. Like, right. I, I mean, Mark can attest to this. There was a long time where you you had a licensed comic, especially through Marvel and DC. If it wasn't in the 70s where they were doing, like, Star Wars or Conan, it was crap. 
Mm. There was a lot of crap. There's Charlton and yeah. those guys. And yeah. And now, like, the 80s and mid-90s, it was just like, hey, we got, we're doing a comic book based on some, you know, some movie. Like, and it was junk. And then IDW turns around, and then they, they spin... You know, they spin into gold. Like, their Transformer books are top-notch. I mean, pretty much Hasbro's, for the most part, handed them everything that they have. It's like, mm-hmm. turn it into a comic. And they've actually turned some of their comics into movies. Yeah. The they television got, shows. It went on, Winona Earp going on right now. I think they got some other stuff in the works, they too. They do, so. they do. Yeah, they're on the rise. I keep telling people, like, that, that, uh, I, 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 I tell everyone, pick up the gem books. The Gem and the Holograms, it's one of, my <laughs> absolute, one of my absolute favorite books out there right now. It's contagious. It's it is. Outrageous. It is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it's truly outrageous. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's quite, quite that and the Power Ranger books, to, to me, are quietly the two best books on the market right really? now. Really? You and yeah. Jessica have been talking about the Power Ranger books. Yeah, the Power Ranger books are amazing. Like, oh. it's, especially for kids that grew up on Power Ranger, it reads like someone who grew up on it, but how they would tell it today. I think what's one of the successes there, and I hope this is mirrors with what we do, is that people call us authorities. Mm-hmm. People call those guys that are authorities, but they're really fans. Yeah. You know, like they do that as a job. We do this for fun. Mm-hmm. But like, because of that, we get to be associated with all the, the real deals. So all the cool, the events all the cool stuff. Japan, the events we've done, you know, even here. I mean, like, people want to be there. And we're happy that they are either coming or, you know, like we got a lot of, you know, wish we could be there, wish we could mm-hmm. be there kind of stuff. And you can tell when it's real. Yeah. Know? And it's not, it's very authentic what we're doing. Yeah. Considering, I don't know, have you been to Japan? Yes. Okay, so I'm the only one at the stable who's not been to Japan yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, you know. The, the the promised land still waits for me one day, so oh, I'll please, get around yeah. to it one day. The monster attack team uh, dinner at Kaiju Sakaba last year, uh, right after Shingo Jump was released, it was amazing. Uh, my girlfriend Adrian and I we went there. We're great, lucky to be invited, and uh, it was amazing. And uh, you know Jessica mm-hmm. from this podcast, she was there, and uh, she was sitting next to she's a little Jima. You know, Wolf Members Godzilla mm-hmm. record, and he brought along Kichi Sakurai. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been friends since the Toho days in the 70s. And, you know, and Matt Frank is there with his wife, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just an international collection of all these people. And then, then Yuji Kaija showed up. And then Yuji Kaija shows up unannounced and sits right across from me. <laughs> I look back at Matt Frank, I'm like, oh. he's like, I know, oh my god. <laughs> and Yuji Kaija's there just looking at the menu like, like nothing. It, it was just a really surreal experience. That was right. Was right at the screening, or was it uh, a couple yes. days later? It was a couple yeah. days later, and then we had a little bit of party afterwards. And we talked about the future of Shin Godzilla, with the mm-hmm. guys who made Shin Godzilla, you know, and the people that are authorized to do Ultraman art, mm-hmm. and Gamera art, and Kamen Rider art, and Gundam art. And the nice thing about it is, it's the same type of thing. It's the same kind of feeling we have in here tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Kaido was like, I can't make it. I'm really mm-hmm. busy. I said, okay, that's fine. You don't have to worry about it. You know? And then, like, I looked down on my phone, and it was a little bit dated, and it said, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's great. Because my idea was to have a surprise. Mm-hmm. And it was a real surprise. Because <laughs> he showed up with his wife, and everybody kind of was like, and about the same time, Pigmon showed up, which was also a surprise that I had planned. Mm-hmm. And so Pigmon showed up at the party, and you know, everybody was like dropping their cell phones <laughs> trying to take a picture. <laughs> so and then the, the party before that in February that, that Avi went to, mm-hmm. uh, some of the members that do the stage production for Kataputai showed up. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing like their uh, their Mak Baron style <laughs> costumes and wearing them at the, at the party. And people were like, you know, I'm like, you know, people are picking up the issue, and one and people got the issue, and this one guy, this Japanese guy, who's a fan, looked at the issue and goes, he told me in Japanese, this was really great. I said, thank you. I said, no, this was really great. I said, no, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. He goes, no. And I held my hand. This is wonderful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was, it was, you know, we appreciate that they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Who are those guys that do puppets? Oh, I forgot. The, there's, 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 yes. When I met them, they were like the coolest. Guys. They did the Godzilla suit. Yeah, in fact, in fact, you talked about the Mach suit that uh, Katokutai has. There's a uh, 
There's a great photo I have of them. And they color coded something different. I don't know what it's called, but it looks just like Mahabharata. Yeah, it's, it's Mahabharata versus the Mosaguji that Google mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Studios made. Yeah. It's a great photo. People look at it and say, oh my god, what is this from? It's like it's just two costumes meeting at the, the, the Comic Fest or whatever that is. Wonderfest. Uh, yes. No, uh, Comic 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 Market. Yeah. And uh, it's like, no, this looks awesome. This should have happened. <laughs> yeah. The same group of people, too, like, you know, on, on a different level, if you've seen pictures of, like, uh, people all dressed as, like, Seijin or, you know, Fumizuno, mm-hmm. those same people come to the concerts. So yeah. if you read the next, the current issue, Hopefully you get some understanding. It's so amazing what they're doing. I mean, I saw that show, and Hayabuchi was there, who you know works with all the props mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Old writers of Starlog Japan were there. Hiroshi Sadai was there. I was there. Yeah. My friends were there. It was like big time. And then like the movie they, they did the theme for uh, Gotochi Kaiju. Yes, they're also the official band for Gotochi Kaiju, which is the prefectural kaiju mm-hmm. project. That every prefecture is trying to come on board with. <laughs> the kaiju but, version of like local heroes. Yes, oh, okay. but in a different realm with the music yeah. and all that, and books, and, and you know things at the at the state and local level offices. But um, I was on stage and I was watching this. And I was taking all these pictures, and this is going to have to go in the next issue. Unfortunately, it did. Mm-hmm. But I can't experience what it's like to be in a group of people. I'm a musician, so I'm mm-hmm. drums. But every musician is a musician on one level, and then they come together as musicians to form this band. And um, they brought the last band on the stage at the end of the show for an encore, and they were doing instrumentals from the Shin Gojira soundtrack five days after the movie was out. Dun, 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 dun. I was just like, <laughs> it was really, really good, you know. Um, and so. It's fun to read about it in our magazine, mm-hmm. and it's fun to talk about it here. Oh yeah! But the the impetus and the drive of what we started this for is to get people to go there, mm-hmm. and we've made people go there, <laughs> and we're going to continue to make people go there. And I hope that you know you guys can enjoy it as much. Just as one. He, well, he never thought he would ever go, and then he went, and then she got to go. And I asked her, I was like, did you ever see a day when you would ever set foot in Japan? And your answer was no. Exactly. Yeah. In case you're wondering who this is, this is Adrian Miller of Adrian's Attic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, out there. Um, For transparency's sake, my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I am Mark's girlfriend, and I am very happy to be a new convert to the whole kaiju world. Well, um, let, let, let's be honest. What uh-huh. are you trying to convert him into, though? Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it, pretty cool. Yeah. It's a quick pro quo on this. Have oh, so you guys been to Osaka to the Harry Potter ride yet? <laughs> we, we tried to go when we were there last year, but uh, we, uh, we couldn't get tickets because it would. It's really hard. Yeah. It was it's easier like, to get tickets for the one here. Oh, you get no, tickets yeah. to the concert at the mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> oh, no, we didn't do that. No, no, but I, I, I am a big fan of uh, Harry Potter. But I'm also a big fan of, of Kaiju now because. It's it's a lot of fun to see the different. Now I know the guys kind of seem to get it on like a more visceral level, but I get it on more of like a, a design level because um, I have a, a little bit of a background in design, um, and it's nice to see the aesthetic that you're used to. You know, like us again from like the vintage films, but then also from a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. And I like to, um, and again, for transparency's sake, I am uh, selling and starting to make my own designs, uh, basically for women who love kaiju. Um, I, I, it's a budding market. <laughs> yes, yes. Get on the ground floor. There's a lot of uh, stuff for women in nerddom. Harry mm-hmm. Potter is uh, totally, they totally jumped on that train. Yeah. And, uh, but kaiju is so perfect for it because... There's so many, um, so many easily transferable design elements, um, and if you go to Adrian's Attic on Facebook, you'll see some of my ideas. Um, but and, and 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 thank you so much, Ed, mm-hmm. invited me to debut my all my stuff at the, the party it was tonight. Wonderful. It was excellent. It was really cool. Um, so I'm I'm really happy and I'm enjoying my. Uh, 
uh, my new inspiration. Now, on that note, let's say way into where can you buy this stuff for the first time? All right, well, we're going to be selling for the first time at um, G-Fest next mm-hmm. week. Uh, then we'll be going, um, uh, then my stuff will be available on my Etsy website. Again, same, Adrian's Attic. Um, but after that, we're going to be going to... Japan World Heroes in Pasadena. Yeah. That's at the end of August. End of August, yes. That's put on by Scott Zillner, the same guy who puts on Power MorphicCon. So hopefully this will be like kind of like G Fest West. Hopefully. You know, hopefully that's the, the goal. That's the goal. That would that would be nice. It would be. be well, nice. G Fest Chicago is yeah. awesome. We should talk to Scott. Soon. Far away. We need to. Maybe we have to. So uh, speaking of G Fest, what is going on for you, gentlemen? G Fest. I unfortunately will not be there this year. Oh, sorry. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica and I have uh, prior commitments, including D23, which we have to go cover. So That's, that's big. Yeah. You guys were insane going to G-Fest and then Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no. well, yeah. And then Jessica upped it a notch when, they you went know. straight to Japan. Yeah. The <laughs> Friday night, we're sitting in the room as we're, you know, I had just landed, and she's like, what are you doing next Wednesday? Mm. Working. Because I just got back from a week-long vacation. Want to go to Japan? Mm-hmm. I can get you a ticket. What? Yeah, we're going to go watch Shin Godzilla. Thanks for throwing this at me at the 11th hour. <laughs> I do appreciate it, believe me. But uh, I'm pretty sure my work would fire me for taking off so much time. <laughs> so I said, I cannot. So uh, she jumped on a plane right after San Diego Comic-Con and then flew over and met all you wonderful people. So <laughs> she was gone for like another three weeks. So she had not, her, her head had not hit her own pillow on her own bed in nearly a month. So It was an amazing time, man. Mm-hmm. And she's the fact that she came out and we were able to, you know, change all the plans. It was really a, a lot of wrangling, but it all worked out really well. It's usually how it works for her. She's got uh, she's got that that, that good luck uh, charm uh, power about herself. So Once well, let's just put it this way: a lot of other people wanted in, mm-hmm. but we left a spot for her. Mm-hmm. Once again, that was a really surreal experience because you know I attended the first public showing. Mm-hmm. She went to the opening night. Adrian and I went to the flagship uh, Toho Theater. Over there in Shinjuku. Like, wow, that was so morning, awesome. too. 1 a.m. to start it's at 1 a.m. weird start time. So w- once it was over, you know, we hung out and, you know, and Shinpei Haishia was there and, mm-hmm. you know, and Yusuke from Kokuji uh, Studios. And a lot of people were there. We hung out for an hour afterwards and just talked about what we saw. And then uh, Adrian and I w- went back to our hotel. And on the way, we stopped at this 24 hour ramen place. I mean, the bowl of ramen, Adrian's kind of like, Nodding off, <laughs> and then I get a, a text from you. So how was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm standing in Riverside, California, texting this fool. It's, it's 4 a.m. in Tokyo time. 4 a.m. Tokyo. Yeah, it's like five in the afternoon because I was off work already. <laughs> yeah, so pretty I, much. Because yeah. I told him ahead of time, like I'm gonna hit you up. Second, I know you're out, yeah. and I don't care about spoilers. You're gonna have to fill me in because I threw theories at him. I'm just like. At first, it was just and yes we, were, or no. we had heard some crackpot theories. At yeah, we had, some yeah. So what's the most can I cuss on this? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's well, the most... Well, keep, keep it PG-13. What's the most spaghetti-filled <laughs> theory that you had? Spaghetti-filled. <laughs> uh, well, my, mine was, I was asking, uh, because I was basing everything I was looking off out the figures. Okay. So, because the uh, band I had announced, Monster A and Monster B. Uh-huh. And I was somehow dead set on thinking that Toho would not produce another just standalone Godzilla movie that there's always going to be the other monster, because... A, you need something to fight, and B, you need some more toys. Part of the thing. Not really knowing what movie we were getting ahead of time. And so I asked him, he said, no other monster? Okay. So theory two, other forms? Yes. And then it just kind of devolved from there. Then I think you started sending pictures from the, um, from, from, the from the program from, from, from the program of the other two forms of like. And then the photo of, of, of him hunched over and the laser shooting out of his back. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was so awesome. That was the other theory. I think I pitched it. was like he had some <laughs> new wacky powers. And that, that he said that was the exact picture. I'm like, I'm sitting my buddy standing there like, so we're going to get food. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm getting, getting spoilers right now. So I remember <laughs> when we were we were sitting there in the theater, you know, first showing. You know, I'm sitting next to Adrian. And when he first crawls out, of the, of the river, mm-hmm. and you see Kamaka oh, for the first time. Yes. They'll crawl down the street with all the people running mm-hmm. with those big googly eyes. I remember Adrian and I just look at each other like, "What in the hell? Is this <laughs> is this going to be really 
terrible He's out, yep. or really awesome. He knew. Can go, it was like on the pinnacle. Those return of Ultraman at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only have a like a rudimentary understanding of Japanese, right? You got like a base. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand like. So this is too honest. Even mm-hmm. Japanese people had problems. That was yeah, a very, exactly. that was a very so dialogue heavy. Yeah. So talking. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it, it was, and what what made it kind of unique too is that uh, I'm introducing Adrian to Kaiju, and she had really no knowledge of this at all before mm-hmm. we met, and so. You know, all of us at this table are total <laughs> geeks about yeah. this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, but the, all the most minute you know, bits of trivia. This is somebody who knows hardly anything about the genre. So this is kind of like a palate cleanser. Uh, she can give us a perspective of what you know. It's like the ginger in the sushi restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 she gives us uh, gives us a perspective that none of us can even fathom. Like, well, how could you not like? The Shoah Gamma or Dai Majin. Uh, she doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. I think at that point you'd only seen the original Godzilla. Yes. So she'd only seen the original 54 Japanese version. That's a good place to start. Yeah. And then start, start Shin Gojira. But see, having only seen those two at that point. You know how to, like, you just know Mothra and Rodan, right? No, I didn't, I didn't even know wow. those. Wow, you're gen- you're not seeing the dead. I, I, was, I was a true virgin to those. <laughs> um, and I saw. Having seen the, just the first one and seen this one, I don't think it was as shocking for me as it was for you guys because in both movies you have this out of nowhere, the, the, you know, this monster that that, that was unpre- unprecedented, and these people trying to deal with it and not knowing what would work, what won't work, you know, just trying things and then just in it, and, and it's just this immovable force continuing forward. I felt the same way. I sort of felt though that um, I knew it was going to be totally different than anything else we'd seen because of Higuchi's background. And, you know, I'm not being on It's like, yeah. it's going to be like they're going to really turn those sides. Yeah, this guy had never seen even Gilling before that. Oh, I still haven't seen him. Wow. You're better. You're better and, and then, and then, a couple weeks later, uh, when we got home, I showed her Godzilla's Revenge. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> True Jenny's like, okay, let's really test how deep this hole will go. That's my favorite Godzilla. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I, I actually loved it too. I don't get how people don't understand it's the little boy's song. dreaming. Yeah, he's it's dreaming. It's not. A well, it's a it's a problem with fandom when you change something up. Like it, it, it's not a drastic change, but it's a it's subtle enough that it's like I don't like this. <laughs> that's so, true. On here. So this is different. So that's that's not okay. But Godzilla flying in the air is okay. Well, that movie already had like I like to I like to tell people that uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is pretty much what um, a Godzilla movie would look like if Hunter S. Thompson had wrote it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I would say it's fairly apt. It's the fear and loathing of Godzilla movies. I mean, yes. uh, <laughs> hanging out at a bizarre bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, could, could you imagine David Lynch as Godzilla? Oh my God, that'd be amazing! <laughs> it's, you know, Godzilla's Revenge—a good example—is you know it's a very misunderstood film. I mean, you know, psychologically, it's a really good study, you know, criticism of mm-hmm. you know the latchkey kids, the latchkey kids, and yeah, you know, for the time, you mm-hmm. know, 1969, 1970, uh, it was a really powerful statement. No, but people see talking mania. Yeah, and, and they you know they get all bent out of shape. And then over here in the American, I'm pretty. Yeah. The, I've never seen. I've never heard the Japanese voice. I'm, I'm pretty sure it it's really a, doesn't. It sounds like a little girl. Okay. Yeah, it does. Uh, but uh, you know, I saw these films back in, as a kid on TV in the '70s. So back in the they still show this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, I saw. I had the opportunity to see all these films through the eyes of a six-year-old. Yeah. No. But the age I watched them all. Yeah, the, you know, the same with, with the Showa Gamera films. Mm-hmm. I love those movies. You know, I kind of understand, you know, a cynical 30-year-old who saw the Heisei Gamera films first, and then they watch, you know, mm-hmm. a Gamera yeah. Super Monster. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of understand wow, you know, why they don't get it. Why they don't get it. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's, it is what it is. I mean, look, it's, for me, like, they're... For the longest time, there was no bad Godzilla movie. But then I started getting older, and they kept making them. Yeah. And then the first time I watched against Mega Godzilla, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, hmm, wow, okay. That's when I realized it's like 
I don't have the same filter I had when I was six years old. Where it's just like, I'll watch <laughs> yeah. Megalon. I'll watch them all. But Any, I don't anything care. Godzilla anything, I want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, you know. Then you I'm like, not Godzilla again? Well, yeah. It's a cool design, but. Man, I'm like 21, like yeah. knee-deep and angry neurodome. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's been 10 years, but then we just kind of see this. I mean, pretty much, yeah. And to me, it was boring. But then we got Tokyo SOS. And I was like, okay, that makes up everything for it. <laughs> Love Tokyo SOS. So, and then. Actually, guess Mechanic Godzilla, the only one I didn't get to see in theaters because all the Millennium films had played at the uh, uh, every year at Egyptian. The, the Egyptian. So see, you're very lucky because a lot of people have never had this. I know, and uh, then I also managed to warm my way into the Final Wars premiere too. So I bribed somebody uh, who had gotten a ticket with her to won one of the like I think they won Sci-Fi Japan's thing. So I got there like five minutes after they had passed out the tickets. I'm just like, I, I was house-sitting, so the people I was house-sitting give me like 200 bucks. I'm like, I'll give 100 bucks, anybody got a ticket. And I forgot the gentleman's name, but he turned around and was like, here. How many? He's like, no, no, tell me, man. Nice. He's like, are you, are you serious? He's like, I'm just going to keep the ticket for a souvenir. I'm just like, I got, my buddy's got an extra one. I, uh, he doesn't want it. Like, nice. he just came along. I was like, oh. Like, it was, yeah, it was perfect. So I, I feel like I had five. I still felt bad. So it's <laughs> like. He's like, well, I already won two tickets. I don't need them. So, yeah, believe me, sitting in there, was uh, that was awesome. You know, as much as as people were very torn on that film coming out, I, right. it was still one of like the greatest like Tuesday afternoons I ever had. So, well, that's the whole deal. It's like actually seeing the film in the theater. Yeah. So like you know, I've had the it was pleasure the, of seeing movies in the especially yeah. in that setting. In the Romans, yeah. I saw at the Chinese like theater. It must be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. That's you were there too, right? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Were you there? No, I was no. not there. I was actually, I saw it in Japan. Okay, oh, okay. So, yeah, you saw it in the... So I saw GMK in Japan, and I saw that one in Japan. I saw Tokyo Swords in Japan. I saw Shin Gojin in Japan. I saw Shin Gojin, actually, in Kosuka, Osaka, and Shinjuku. Wow. Hollywood. Shulavista. All right, well, let's finish up. Anything else for G-Fest for you gentlemen? Uh, we're very fortunate to be helping out with uh, Yuji Kaida, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who Yuji Kaida is, uh, check out his stuff. <laughs> uh, he's an uh, amazing guy. Uh, so some stuff came in, so we'll be helping him and assisting with that. Uh, and then, of course, there's all kinds of events and things happening at, at G-Fest. Mark? Mark and Adrian will be there. Yeah, Adrian's going to be showing. I'm in the booth! I'm gonna actually that. be selling stuff. I'm excited. Bonafide. I've never, I've never like made lots and lots and lots of stuff. To we expect sell. she's gonna sell out. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling her she will. She's I, like, her, her whole fear is like, oh, everybody's gonna want it. Like, please, everyone's gonna want it. Let's <laughs> just be honest. You know, there's a lot of toy figures there, right? There's not a lot of that. That was my complaint last year because I hadn't gone to. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that. when I went to G-Fest, that was like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, this is, oh, there's, there's no, there's no girl stuff. <laughs> like, there's t-shirts, but they're gender neutral. They're, yeah. you know, there's, there's lots of figures, which are cool, but it's not something I can put in my hair. Um, <laughs> so I was looking for things that I could, like, you know, girlyify. And so, because if you go to any other, you go to, you know, um, you go, you go to Comic Con, you go to things like that. There's lots of girl stuff, and so I, I was like, oh, maybe there's a space for me. The bulb came on. <laughs> so the she, entrepreneurship in her. The, <laughs> so she off. created a genre for her. Well, you know, it's not a toy. It's not a model kit. It's, mm-hmm. it's a piece of art you can wear. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's you know, and, and it's and my idea is that you have fun wearing it. That it's mm-hmm. not just something that you know. I mean, I, I have lots of collectibles, but. I like the idea that I can kind of wear something out that's a little different, and then like so people it, it catches people's attention. Very much so. And uh, another bit of exciting news: within the confines of our six-foot table at G Fest, along with Adrian's uh, d- debut of uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going crazy, uh, along with the debut of all her wonderful handmade products, we are sharing a table with Bandai Japan. Who is uh, also debuting something at G-Fest. Uh, And I, I can ooh. say it now because yes. I'm not allowed to say it until Monday, but this won't air until then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandai Japan has made vinyl figures again. This time of the Gargantuas, Sanda and Gaiva. As, as we speak, the photos of them have appeared online. People know about them. But 
And the cash gets stuck in my throat. Yes. <laughs> they will be at our table. The actual figures will be at our table. And then the full old school 12 inches, too. I think they're the eight, eight, eight or nine. No, I, just, I thought that, that okay, I misread something there. Yeah, because so. yeah, because the, the, the original ones were like nine inches tall. Okay. And so I think they're in scale with the original figures, not the six inch reissues. Okay. But uh, yeah, the the actual figures will be at our table on display from Bandai, so people it's can about come. And from what I understand, mm-hmm. Bandai refs will be there taking pre orders at G Fest. So. You know what you're doing for me. <laughs> Come Monday, once this, once, once you actually post this, I'll have a, I have a graphic already designed mm-hmm. that I'm allowed to post as of Monday. And we can also say there'll be some exclusives available for Yuji Kaida at mm-hmm. Fest that won't be available for. And also at our table, Adrian's uh, Attic table, uh, Monster Attack Team issue. If if the issues are there, we we'll gladly sell them at our table. Thank you. And. Uh, also, in self, in uh, selfish self-interest, <laughs> uh, there's also a book that I contributed to uh, by John LeMay. It's a, a third book in his series on Japanese sci-fi films, but this one's devoted all to the lost films, oh, the yes. lost projects, the obscure films, and I've I've uh, made a few contributions. That to dropped it. on Amazon last week, didn't it? Just yeah, it's a brand is, new thing. Is he going to be there too? He John, he's going to be there. Is that the one where? Uh, it looks like that old Paramount VHS. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Sweet. Super cool. Yeah. That's where the lock, the Nessie thing mm-hmm. came from, right? The, yeah. The starting Man. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get that. Yeah, because he contacted Same. me because he saw my stuff in Famous Monsters and he saw my article. I did an article for Crypto Mundo mm-hmm. website a couple years back about the Toho Hammer Nessie, and I had included a scan of uh, of uh, the actual design. Mm-hmm. Of Nessie, that what it was supposed to look like, and uh, so, and basically, his book is the whole Kaiju Gaiden project that I'm doing. That was my initial goal was to do a bunch of articles and maybe compile them into a book. I'm so glad that he did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also he he covered a lot of things that honestly I thought were bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time, I did not believe that Batman vs. Godzilla treatment was real. Mm-hmm. And it uh, shows up. Yeah, it, it, or the Bride of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never heard of that? Yeah, it's, it's, all that stuff was actually, yeah. were concepts that went nowhere, but um, I'm glad he um, did the book because, you know, I moved on to, to do the documentary, which, you know, people, they've been following it, they know issues that have happened with that. But... But I will say this here, <laughs> since we're talking about G-Fest. Mm-hmm. At G-Fest, I am going to screen the very first trailer for Kaiju Guy. And the first official... Official trailer. Official trailer. Let because that be known. the project has... It was morbid for a while, but now it is... It's got new life. It has new life. Like a phoenix. And so the trailer will, will show the first time at G-Fest, and I will be... At Comic Con with you guys, San Diego yes, Comic Con. Good segue, sir. So while that's going on, well, I'll be, well, you guys are you guys live here. I'll be back in town two weeks. We'll from be now. back two weeks from today. Uh, and uh, we have our panel once again. Jessica, who isn't here right now, could tell you more details about. It, but we have a uh, set of guests lined up. Some that uh, can and cannot confirm at the moment because simply because I just don't know. Because <laughs> she's still juggling some stuff. So well, I know we have. Uh, Steve Rifle. Steve Rifle. He's going to be there pimping his new book. Yeah, the one on Shido Honda that he wrote with Ed Kazuchewski. Yes. And then also uh, Michi Yamato, uh, uh, former member of uh, Ono Kenyokai, mm-hmm. stunt team for Common Rider. And also he has uh, uh, Fujiyama Ichiban, mm-hmm. based out of the South Bay of uh, L.A. Uh, it's an authentic Japanese tokusatsu hero, but based here in the U.S. So it's, it's very exciting. Uh, you can check out Fujiyama Ichiban. On uh, on YouTube, they have a web series, and it's it's pretty exciting stuff. And then uh, we have uh, Mitsuki Koga, who was in uh, Tokyo SOS, yes. one of the Mechagodzilla pilots. He's been in a ton of other things. So also um, a common writer, I believe. Yeah, exactly. A common writer, um, Cromarty High. So uh, basically, scanning your uh, your your obscure like sci-fi stuff out there in Japan. And we have a few more guests tentatively lined up. I just again. You have to wait till uh, we get there, or at least the next episode, and Jessica can confirm yeah. everybody that we have, because that's, that's her domain. The other thing I can say, though, is we will have 
an exclusive. If you show up to this panel, we are giving away 100 exclusive prints from trans IDW Transformer artist Livio Ramondelli. He made specifically for us. And uh, if you show up, you get one. You, Sign you, too. You showed them here at the at the mat party. Yes. And they were well received. Literally picked Pretty them up sweet. right off hot off the press as I yeah. as I showed up there. So, uh, and it's not no rinky dink things. Full eight, uh, eleven by, by 17. seventeen. So, and they will all be signed and numbered by um, by Levio himself. So, uh, I'll have the uh, the pictures up on uh, the actually by the time you hear this, the pictures should be up on Facebook because as of this recording. Uh, we can officially announce all the other stuff through because Comic Con wants us to wait until, but it's yeah. a matter of time at this moment. So, so do check us out there. And then if, if uh, you're doing Jessica the service, she has one other panel going on. Uh, actually, she has two. She's got her cook, her chef one, her celebrity chef one. She has that. Like she loves her cooking shows. <laughs> she loves her cooking shows. So, um, I she's. I think she's got something lined up for that. I'm not 100% sure because you didn't fully give me the details. And then uh, Thursday night, though, uh, she will be hosting the Castle, the Netflix Castlevania uh, panel with Addie Shankar, the producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the series director, voice cast, are, will all be there. And writer Warren Ellis, who was supposed to come, unfortunately he had some prior commitments, be there via Skype. So from uh, Merry Old England, he'll be Skyping in. So check that out. That, uh, she she can only reveal that Annie has uh, a few big surprises for that entire panel. It's at 7 o'clock on Thursday night, so showroom floor is closed by that point. Head upstairs, get in. Where it's, it's, it's already, uh, I mean, people are, it's already like book two, three hundred yeah. solid on, on the Comic-Con site. So. And we have a lot of things to plug up. Another thing that I have going on next week at G-Fest mm-hmm. is both Saturday and Sunday, down in the uh, Midway Room, which is the film room mm-hmm. at G-Fest. Uh, I'm going to be doing my usual uh, little film show. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Jeff Horn entitled this one, Kaiju Guide Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's the little weird, obscure odds and ends in Tokusatsu and Kaiju Universe. Mm-hmm. A couple things I will be showing, uh, um, Anime Jungle and Jungle Japan have produced an original five-minute movie of their original hero, Zeros, and that'll be premiering at G-Fest. I'll be showing that both days, and I think it's also going to run a couple of times on the in-house hotel channel. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that I'm very proud about is uh, Yasutomu Yoshida of uh, Overload Film and from the Osaka University of Arts. He'll be in attendance, and he'll be uh, joining me on stage. We're going to have a tribute to Koichi Kawakita. Yes. And uh, basically, we're, we're going to show, I'm going to screen Mr. Kawakita's last couple of works. Uh, we're going to show Fight, Solar Night, mm-hmm. um, Apollo Night. All right. And then also the, another Osaka project, which was uh, Armored Giant Gunbot. Oh. And, uh, and then I'm really proud of this one. Mm-hmm. It, took me, it took some... Uh, some <laughs> strings to pull to get to this, but uh, I will be showing a subtitled copy of The God of Clay. Yes, oh, it right. is so awesome. I have seen it, and I'm... Last time, last time I played was the... Uh, the Kalakita period. Yeah, uh, Anime Jungle. Anime Jungle. Like back in 2014. Yeah, right? and prior to that, it had only showed, been shown once before, I think at the Bigfoot uh, Theater or something in, mm-hmm. in L.A., it hasn't been shown publicly very many times. I mean, no. Hand, yeah. By count on one hand. So do, hey, don't do if you're in if you're at GFS, don't miss that. It is really cool. Yeah. These are you know, Kalakita's last works, and uh, you, you're not going to find these things on YouTube. No, unless some poor bastard you know tries to publish <laughs> and record it with a cell phone, which is how I found Mark in the first place because <laughs> someone recorded his panel, and then two weeks later after I or a week later after I watched it, it's like. Oh hey, you where you got the things? Like I was the thing, so <laughs> I'm like ah, so I wasn't that much of an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well it's getting late, um, so we gotta wrap this up. So we gotta drive home. Yeah. We're saying the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys are all cool. You all like I got an hour to ride home. So all right, well, uh, gentlemen, where can people find you once again before we wrap up? 
Well, you can find us on our Facebook page. You can find us on the website. Uh, you can see us at GFest. You can see us at Comic Con. Uh, if you stay in touch with us, maybe you can join us next year in Japan when we do an event. Yeah, like the Monster Attack team on the Facebook page so you can get updates of everything that they're doing. They always post exciting things. Thank you. And, you know, we talked about Kawakita and those people, so, you know, keep in mind that if you want to honor those people, the best way to do it is to go over to Japan if you can. You can see, like, the, the Godzilla Hotel, which was one of Kawakita's last projects. You can eat Godzilla Curry, which is one of his projects, <laughs> too. You can go to the Godzilla Museums, if they're going to have them, depending, which is still part of his production. And his production company is still going on. There's a lot of things happening. And uh, it's not just fans, it's also professionals. So some of the people that are our members are actually people working in the industry. And we're very fortunate. They're very fortunate again, that you guys came. So uh, talking about it is a, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And spreading the word is always a good thing. You'd be surprised. Some people still don't know. Some people came into the show tonight and said, this is great music. What are you guys? What do you do? And then they bought the magazine. So There you go. <laughs> and thus it begins. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. For myself, Edward Holland, Adiani Nelson, Mark Adamio. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Good night. Good night.